views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome to Voice America. This is the Dr. Pat Show. However, I have the pleasure of standing in for Dr. Pat today. I am Jennifer Becker from Inspired Action Radio on Transformation Talk Radio. And this is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I hope you all are having a wonderful week. And as always, I hope you're taking inspired action steps every day to move closer to your real dreams in life. Today, I am so excited. I have the honor of talking with our amazing guest, Dr. Shane Lopez, and we're going to be talking about a topic that is so, so near and dear to my heart and soul, which is the subject of hope and using discoveries from the largest study of hopeful people ever conducted. Dr. Lopez has uh, a brand new book out called Making Hope Happen, and it is the first scientifically based blueprint for mobilizing the energy and power of hope in every area of an individual's life. It details proven strategies, techniques for building, which is, this is what I love, a high hope mindset that is also effective for certainly meeting short and long-term goals. And what I really want to say is that the research and bringing science into the world of human transformation has been something I have been profoundly grateful for, mainly because it helps making it easier for a large number of people to make a greater connection or a connection who may not have otherwise done so with themselves and their mind, body, spirit, and really their future. You know, we live in a time where hope often seems to be in short supply, and of course, it's not, but for many, it certainly seems that way. So I want to I want to tell you about Dr. Shane Lopez. He is a senior scientist at Gallup and research director of the Clifton Strengths Institute. He's a leading authority on the science of hope. He leads research on the links between hope, strengths development, academic success and overall well-being, and collaborates with scholars around the world on these issues. He specializes in hope and strengths enhancement for students from preschool through college graduation and advocates for the psychological reform of American education. Ooh, I think that's fantastic. Dr. Lopez has published over a 100 journal articles and book chapters, and he has edited or, th- or authored seven books, including the Oxford Handbook of Positive Psychology. He lives in Kansas with his wife, and I love this, and their son, the most hopeful kid in the world. I love that. Dr. Lopez, or I'm going to call you Shane, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. 
Thank you. I am very curious. I have to ask you this first, which is, what does a Gallup senior scientist do? Well, you know, Gallup goes around the world, literally, to almost every country on the globe and collects collects data every day um, in some countries and every year in, in most countries. And what I get the pleasure of doing is sitting down with that data, trying to tell the story about what's on the hearts and minds of people around the world. So we just did a study related to hope. It, it actually was on optimism, which is half of hope. And we found out that the world's pessimist club is very small. It's only <laughs> 11% of people in the world are wow. true pessimists. They believe that the future will be not as good as the present. So it's gonna, they're going to be worse off in the future than they are in the present. Wow. And that was, that was surprising to me. But, but as a friend pointed out, she goes, there aren't many of them, but they sure are loud. So oh. the pessimists are very vocal. Wow. Well, that, I don't know why that didn't surprise me just now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I honestly, I think I would have thought that number would be slightly higher. I thought it was a, would be a little higher, too, and that's the interesting thing about doing these representative samples. So, you know, in science speak, it, it's just a better sample when you when you get a representative sample of a nation's population than when you're um, maybe just measuring the, the mood or optimism of a group of people in a small town, let's say. Um, right. So I'm, I am a little bit surprised with that, uh, about that, but as I said, optimism is half of hope. So when we look at um, people having hope for the future, it's only half of the world's population that are hopeful. And in the book, I argue that it's our job as hopeful people to spread hope to the people who don't have hope. Right, right. Which is interesting, too, because I think most people think hope is really a byproduct of something else, wouldn't you yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really, you know, it, it, it's part of who we are. I mean, we're the only creatures on the planet that can think complex thoughts about the future. So because of that, we do have optimism, we do have hope, um, and then we have to combine those complex thoughts with contingency thinking, if-then thinking, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then we have to build other skills on top of that to be truly hopeful. So it's actually kind of a core set of skills that are unique to human beings. Wow. And how would you personally define hope? Yeah, it's the belief that the future will be better than the present, plus the belief that you have some power to make that so. So it adds that agency part. So optimism plus plans and the will to get things done, that's what hope is. Wow, wow. And, you know, I am curious about this, which is it feels like, just like we were saying relative to the Pessimist Club, have we lost hope in our world? I mean, needless to say, especially in this last year, so many really negative, horrible, um, heart-wrenching things have gone on in the world. Do you, what do you think as a whole? How are we, um, you know, maintaining hope? Yeah, I think there's still a critical mass. and I, I would say it hovers around half of us still have hope for the future. And, and what that may be what's kind of hiding in the weeds. You know, the, the folks who are truly struggling, who are low hopes because of what's happening in the world, you know, they may be more visible to us, especially in today's uh, television media. Um, you know, those are the folks who, who we feature because they are suffering, and, and it's important that we tell their story. Um, right. But I do think year to year and decade to decade, you know, we have generally... Um, a high hope world, you know, with about 50% being hopeful. 
and about 50% needing more hope. What's interesting is that these events that pop up don't necessarily rob you of hope. You know, if we look at what people do to survive, uh, let's say, a terrible storm or survive bad economic conditions, it's amazing what people can do um, when they're committed to this future that they believe is, is, is worth their investment. Right. What do you think it is that, because I love how you talk about in some of your writings, the relationship with the future, a person's relationship with the future. And I also thought it was interesting, too, some of uh, the studies indicated relative to the fact that when you talk to young, uh, what, 5th through 12th graders and their high hope, they obviously had a very high percentage of hope. And then you talk to 18 and older, and, of course, that had dropped dramatically. So clearly we had it, and then... And uh, so many people, of course, can lose it. But I think, isn't it true that we go through cycles? Yeah, you know, but it's it's interesting that the cycles aren't necessarily the ones that people um, think off the top of their head. So a lot of people think, um, you know, maybe you're most hopeful when you're young and then you're least hopeful when you're very old. You know, let's say 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, And in fact, what we find is that that first part is true. Um, you're, you're hopeful when you're young, but you're also hopeful when you're older. Even though your relationship with the future is more circumscribed, it's, it's more, uh, it's truncated, but uh-huh. you're very invested in different goals. And that's one thing we found with that relationship with the future. When we ask people what their hopes and dreams are for the future, um, they're pretty consistent across the world and across ages. People want to spend time doing what they love. And they want to spend that time with people they love. Right. Now, what people do over the course of time is they trade achievement for relationships and relationships for achievement. So doing what you love might lead to some kind of accomplishment or achievement. And that's important to you from your 20s to your 60s, let's say. But when you're a little kid or when you're older, when you're retired and, and in your 70s, 80s, 90s, you're more focused on being with the people you love. So those relationships, in some ways, might carry more weight when it comes to being hopeful than your actual accomplishment. Wow. Do you think it changes on a cultural level? Do you think it, you know, America is different than others? Yeah, when we look at it around the world, you know, we've only found one country in the world where folks were primarily uh, uh, pessimistic versus optimistic, and that was really? Zimbabwe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. So in Zimbabwe, most people are pessimistic, and and uh, the minority of folks are optimistic. But what's interesting is that you know some people think, oh well, future thinking is not that prevalent. Let's say in in Asian countries, um, in in that part of the world, in Japan and China and and so on. And and actually, that's not the case. I mean, what what's interesting, even though some folks have more of a an emphasis on being in the present. Um, we all think about the future. We just can't escape it. So you wake up in the morning and, and maybe you hit the snooze button for a few times, but the first time when you sit up, you're thinking about a future goal. You're thinking about where you need to be, what you need to wear, what you need to do, and it's just kind of part of who we are as human beings. So I think hope is universal, and so are the benefits of hope. Wow. It sounds like, too, based on some of the numbers you're talking about, there is a bit of uh, hope is almost hardwired somewhere inside of us. It's just sometimes we lose it a bit. Yeah, you're right. So when, when we think about actually kind of the brain and, and how it relates to hope, we do. We have these ancient parts of the brain that really help us 
um, be hopeful. And what's interesting is, is, um, parts of the brain kind of take pictures of the future, which I always love the whole idea of. So our brain creates these memories of the future. And these are memories of something we haven't even experienced yet. So if you think about a typical memory being based on a past event and then you kind of store it in your head. Right, right. You retrieve it when you want to tell a story. Well, think about, let's say, your next vacation or the next wedding you're going to. You know, you can imagine already what's going to happen at that event. And then if it's intriguing to you, you you reimagine it and you think about it again and again. So then you create this memory of the future that hasn't even happened yet. So our brain is really, really adept at creating these, these visions of the future, these memories of the future. And then what happens, which I, I find fascinating, is that your brain doesn't like voids. It doesn't like white space. So here you have these memories of the future, and then you have where you are today, kind of your present, and your brain wants to fill the space between the present and the future. So you right. start coming you start coming up with pathways to the future, ways to make that future happen, ways. So it might be buying a plane ticket or map questing the directions to the, the wedding or buying a gift for the bride and groom or some ways that you start investing in that future memory that you might not otherwise if you hadn't thought about it. Wow. And that is interesting because I know for me, I often need uh, something to look forward to in a sense, because when I don't have something to look forward to, I feel there there is a, a heightened sense of anxiety. Right. So, yeah, that's so interesting. Right. You know, let's go ahead and take a quick break because I am, this is fascinating and I really want to talk about also, again, how we keep hope alive inside of people. So let's do that. Uh, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Jennifer Becker standing in for Dr. Pat and this is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. to know what the best-kept secret in Access Consciousness is? It's the Access Gold Club. Demanding more change and the latest and greatest, but can't always get to all the classes you desire? Let Gary and Dane come to you. Join the Gold Club, and each month you'll receive a 60-minute live call, a weekly email on the month's theme containing the latest clearings in written form, and an MP3 loop. Twice a month, receive a brand new video with Gary and Dane. How does it get any better than this? In addition to receiving a CD format of the monthly call mailed to you, you'll also enjoy a surprise bonus gift. Be in on the secret. Join today at www.isnowthetime.com slash special dash tips. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
Successful people accomplish what they set out to do. They make a promise and work hard to keep their word to themselves and to others. Keeping one's word is the simple idea behind a breathtakingly new way to achieve more. Keeping your word is a practice developed by Vladimir Gerasichev, a life coach and business trainer with over 20 years experience. Visit KeepYourWord.com to learn more about the transformative technique and check out the free Keep Your Word app, Keeping Your Word, Changing Your Life Forever. Tune in to the Sandy Brewer Show, getting to the heart of what matters in your life. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and experience the powerful healing voice of Dr. Sandy Brewer, one of Colin Talk Radio's most dynamic, compelling personalities. Get ready for inspiration and contagious humor and her been there, done that, no-nonsense advice to meet today's challenges. Listen and call in at 800-930-2819 for the Sandy Brewer Show. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. On the Dr. Pat Show with myself standing in, Jennifer Becker from Inspired Action Radio on Transformation Talk Radio. And I am, uh, I really want to put out my contact information first off, inspiredactionradio.com or inspiredactionliving.com. You can also hear me every Wednesday on Transformation Talk Radio, again, Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. On Wednesdays, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. And I have got Dr. Shane Lopez here, the leading authority on the science of hope with me today. And we're talking about his incredible new book, uh, Making Hope Happen. And uh, Dr. Lopez, or Shane, as I love to call you, uh, mm-hmm. would you go ahead and put out your contact information for folks? Where can they find you on, the, on, the, on your website and email maybe? Oh, sure, Jennifer. I'm at hopemonger.com, hope, H-O-P-E-M-O-N-G-E-R.com. And on that site, you can hit the contact button and shoot me a note. Um, also, you'll see a link to my Hope app, which is called My Hope Odyssey, and all kinds of free videos and exercises you can do. Fabulous. I love that, your Hope app. Do you want to take a second and talk about that? Oh, sure, sure. You know, I was I was thinking about creating a companion app uh, for the book. So after you read the book, you can kind of take the the main principles and, and try to make them stick in your head because we, we consume so much information these days. You really need to experience something to remember it. Um, and I created this app whereby you set a course for an adventure, um, and then you assemble a crew, so a group of folks who will help you on that goal pursuit, and then you come up with many different ways to chase down that goal and, and many different ways to maintain the energy while you do so. Um, so essentially, you're creating an odyssey. 
And if you remember your your high school English, you you might have read uh, the Odyssey, where Odysseus right. went on this big quest, and and that's what I try to do is help people discover their own quest, and then assemble all the the hope pieces that they need to get from point A to point B in their lives. Wow, that's fantastic! That is. Oh, it- it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and and I think it, it's certainly helping people kind of navigate uh, some of some of their big goals. And that's one thing, Jennifer, that I find is some people are working on no big goals in their lives because they're not excited about any of the goals that they're pursuing, right. and others are working on too many um, because right. their boss assigned seven, and their husband assigned four, and their kids assigned three, and then they're left with no time to work on the goals that matter to them most. So. Um, I try to encourage people to find the goals that matter to you most and, and invest in them as much as you can. We do talk about the multitasking world, and, and certainly they do say that's really an illusion. Oh, gosh. You can only do a couple of things, <laughs> you know, in terms of goal pursuits, big goal pursuits. You can only do a couple of things at a time. You know, you can't, you can't quit smoking, lose weight, and build a business all at the same time. Um, Maybe you can do one of those at a time and then parlay that success into the next goal pursuit. Um, But, you know, even for myself, you know, I've I've done a lot of different projects in my work, uh, but I can only really do one well at a time. Um, And I've learned that over time and, and I've gotten better at kind of respecting that rule. That's fantastic because I I noticed that myself, especially in the later years of my corporate world, because I couldn't, of course, being in the corporate world, you're always, especially management, you're always having to look at the bottom line. Mm -hmm. I struggled with, I couldn't help but look at the bottom line in people. And that Mm -hmm. often, I have to say, often was in conflict with the, the, you know, the corporate agenda. And what, what, yes, and I had to realize that in the end, I couldn't do it without cooperation, collaboration, and co-creation. I had to live a life that way. And I started doing, working with teams that way. And then, of course, discovered that, you know what, I have to do this full time. I have to, I I can't do the other anymore. And I sort of wired myself that way. That makes me think about, you know, those hopes and dreams that I mentioned. So having a good job and a happy family, those are two things that are important to almost every person on the planet, you know, having a a meaningful way to spend your time and meaningful people to spend that time with. And if you work on those two, if you're really invested in making those two big things happen, that's enough. That's a whole life. Now, what's interesting, if you if you work on one, I believe you get some benefits in the other area, and and I actually think it's it's having finding the a meaningful way to spend your time can actually make it much easier for you to happy have a happy family. So I think right. the arrow goes from a a job you love to a family you love in such a way that you know if if we're if we have to work for a living, which most of us do. You know, if we can find a way to spend that time that's nourishing, that's enriching, then we have something left at the end of the day on the weekend to give to our families and build a family that's happy. If we're exhausted by the end of the day or by the end of the week, then we just have nothing left to invest in our family. And as much as we love them, we're we're falling down on the job. Right. You know, I talk to people all the time who, again, 
simply do not know what they want. That, that's what they're saying to themselves anyway, of course, and, and oftentimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're saying it out loud to yourself every day. And I have a short audio that talks about um, the, your internal power source, which is similar to what you're talking about, where I'm just trying to convince people to find even five minutes in their day that mm. – they put their attention, if only that's what they have, put all of their attention on something that they're passionate about. Even if it's, I mean, it simply doesn't matter what it is, but something that gives them some kind of positive charge. Right. And because I, I see it all the time that uh, people are walking asleep and they mm-hmm. simply seem literally not conscious. And, and it's very sad because they're sad. Well, we're on the same page. I mean, what we're taught to do is set goals. You know, we go through life and we go through school and we go through corporate world and and any job and we're taught to set goals and, and, you know, meet our, our benchmarks. But no one ever says, and these goals, you can pick a goal you're excited about. You can work on a goal you're excited about. So we are. We're kind of turned into these little drones that are accomplishing things, but not necessarily things we're excited about. Um, and I, I work a little bit with uh, financial services companies, and, and they'll say the same thing. So everybody's anxious about retirement. They're ready to talk about retirement once they hit an agent's office to talk about retirement. You ask them, what do you want to do when you retire? And they're like, I don't know. No one's ever really cared what I want to do. You know? Right, so right. They have a hard time telling a retirement counselor, hey, here's what I want to do. Help me save enough money. So the biggest challenge for all these folks who are selling these retirement, you know, tools and packages is to actually get us, their customers, to tell them what we want from our future. Because if we can say, hey, I want to live in California near my grandkids, I, I only want to work a couple of days a week, I don't want to drive a fancy car, I just want to do a very peaceful life, not on the beach necessarily, but close to the beach, yada, yada. So if we could say all that, then the retirement guy would say, okay, you're on track, or no, you need to invest more money over the next decade, or no, you need to sell this. But we can't get to that point. So you're absolutely right. We struggle painting that picture of the future. And I think, number one, we need to be better at it as adults. And number two, we need to spend more time encouraging children to do it. Oh, that's fantastic. Because I know that um, I just had a show yesterday about uh, helping people strengthen their own personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. And what, with boundaries, one of the things I would talk about is the fact that it's really incredibly wonderful when you exhibit the and express your own strength in in holding your boundaries. Because we, when people look at that and watch that, they learn more from that than many other personal skills people have because they see someone holding their boundaries, then they they certainly, for themselves, feel like, well, maybe I can do that. But it's the same with, with what you're talking about, to actually have some something you're, you can be specific about, about mm-hmm. a, fu- a future event or, or future life. People do learn from that. And so mm-hmm. that's, it, again, certainly lead by example, which it sounds well, like you're doing. I love it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying right now this little experiment, and, it, and it's roughly defined, but I'm trying to um, do be better about designing my life, so thinking right. about how I want my entire life to look from work to family to friends um, and 
how I spend my time. And right now I'm doing a lot of editing. So it's not just, you know, kind of physical clutter, you know, getting rid of that. We all could talk right. for days about the stuff we have and don't have. But it's really about, you know, the relationship clutter and, and the boundaries. And, and I am. I'm trying to do exactly what you're talking about because what I believe is that we have these hope neutralizers in the world. And we need to set boundaries so that they don't sap us of hope. And what we really want are people around us, you know, by and large, we want people around us that can kind of fill up our buckets and give us more hope. Um, you know, and we want to be there for the people who need us, and, and we want to give them hope as well. But we don't want people who kind of make it a hobby to just hang out with us so they can dim our spirit. Right, which I've met some of those people. <laughs> there. You know, again, that pessimist club, it's, it's only 11% of folks, but, boy, it seems like they're everywhere. I know. Isn't that true? <laughs> <laughs> well, in optimism and, and pessimism, it, it, of course, like you were saying, it, it's all around us, and especially in the media, if people watch the news every day, which, you know, I, I often talk about this, that if you're just watching the news, then you're only getting usually the bad news. So mm-hmm. what are you doing to get the good news? And I, and I like to talk about balance. I actually have this beautiful balance scale, real, very ornate little crystals hanging from it and I have it in a prominent location and I've got one side filled with little uh, white stones and the other black stones. And oh, interesting. I, yes, and I look at that often with the intention of okay, what kind of day am I having start, you know, let's let's become awake again and realize, you know what, that the black side of that equation is getting very heavy and and it mm. makes me visually stop and say, okay, I, I've got to stop. My, I'm completely out of balance. I've got to add some white stones here, and I'll literally do that physically and purposefully get positive wow. back into my life. Well, this makes me think about, you know, with the media influence, it, it makes me think about a question folks have been asking, and you mentioned, you know, what's happening in the world, and, and folks often ask me, you know, how is it that you protect your son from all the bad that's happening in the world? I said, well, if you bring something up, we talk about it in a, in a kind of a, an open way. Um, but he doesn't watch the news. And they're like, oh, but the, you know, the, they'll just break into a show. I said, well, they don't do that on the kids' networks. What, what are your kids watching? You right. know? So, right. and, and I think we have to, um, truly be better consumers of information, of relationships, of, of all kinds of things, uh, of the stuff we bring into our homes. And, and that could affect, you know, the, the amount of energy you have to get things done and the amount of safety that your children feel um, over the course of the day. So you and I were talking about storms. You know, there's not much you can do about storms. So right. we're going through all kinds of tornadoes here in the Midwest, and, and my son is genuinely scared about the possibility of a real storm coming his way. Now, that's real. You know, that's a real fear. That's not, oh, go watch TV and find something to be scared about. So with that, you know, we say, okay, here's how we'll be alerted. Here's where we'll go. So we can kind of allay his fears, give him a little bit of hope about being safe when there's this real threat that that is apparent. But if, if there are all these manufactured threats that you see on TV that are far away from you that you can't do anything about it, I really think we need to do a better job of buffering our kids for them. Right. You're absolutely right. I, I'm, I'm so glad you said that out loud. I, I, that's another um, area that 
two I love to do, which is talk about things out loud. So let's let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, I am very anxious to talk to you about the difference in hoping and wishing. So, yes, you are listening to the Dr. Pat show. This is Jennifer Becker from Inspired Action Radio, and we are going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Consciousness. People just like you who want to shift and change what isn't working for them, who want to shift and change what isn't working on the planet. Questions. That's about shifting and changing whatever isn't working for you. Consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Questions and consciousness. A telecall with like-minded people from all around the world, which gives you the place and space to ask what isn't working for you. For more information, go to questionsinconsciousness.net. That's questionsinconsciousness.net. Are you a health-conscious, spiritual woman who is just tired of struggling with food obsession, emotional eating, and constantly having to struggle with weight and food? You aren't alone. The secret is within us, often in releasing internal resistance and blocks to our own success. To learn how to end the war with food and your body now and find peace, go to eatlikeagoddess.com for your free audio. Break free from food obsession and lose weight without trying. That is eatlikeagoddess.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Tune in each Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Mastering the art of dream building in the real world. This hit show will inspire you to start painting the canvas of your life and bring your unique spirit and your amazingly intelligent mind together to find an incredible, practical, real-world strategy to building a life with epic results. Tune in to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show.
Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jennifer Becker standing in for Dr. Pat. I am from Inspired Action Radio on Transformation Talk Radio. You can actually reach me at inspiredactionliving.com. And I have Mr. Dr. Shane Lopez in the house here today. He's talking about his incredible new book, Making Hope Happen, Create the Future You Want for Yourself and Others. And before we went to break, we were talking about um, just the, the idea of hope. And I really wanted to ask you, Shane, what regard, regarding hope and wishing, you, you mm. called it, I think, a, a weak, uh, or excuse me, wishing is a weak cousin of hope. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, think about positive thinking and, and think that's a catch-all for all types of, of thinking, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of effervescent and, and joyous and all that good stuff. But when we think about positive thinking about the future, um, you really have, you know, this distinction you have to make between wishing, which is I think everything will be wonderful in the future and I don't have to do a damn thing about it, and <laughs> hoping which is I think everything will be wonderful in the future, specifically these things, and I'm going to have to work my tail off to make them so. Um, so wishing is passive, and what's interesting is that there's a body of research now that demonstrates that wishing is, is not just neutral. It's not like, oh, wishing didn't work, bummer. It's wishing is actually undermining your energy to get things done in the day. And I just mean physical and psychological energy. So if you start a week off, so say you start next week off and you say, gosh, it's going to be a perfect week. Everything's going to work out just fine and work's going to go great and my family's going to be wonderful. And whew, this is great. And then you just kind of take off in the morning and you don't really plan. Um, then you could really undermine your energy for the rest of the day. Hopers don't do that. They have more energy by midweek than they do um, by the end of the week. Like, wow. It's more energy insane. midweek than the beginning of the week. Excuse me. Right. It sounds like we need to almost ban the word wish, right? <laughs> you know, and we confuse it with hoping all the time. So right now I'm standing in the middle of a rainstorm, and my son will want to go to the pool this evening, and, and he'll say, oh, I hope it stops raining. And I'm thinking, you know what? You wish it stops raining. You wish that it will stop raining. Because hoping you can't do anything about the rain. So I think we have to be a little more purposeful in our language and in right. how we use words. Because hoping, like if you say, oh, I hope it goes well for you. When someone says that for me, I'm thinking, okay, what are you willing to do for me? How will you help me? You know, wow. so if, if someone wow. says, oh, I, I hope you get all that yard work done. You know, I want to hand them a shovel because that's, they're saying to me, they're willing to pitch in. So I really think we need to, to help kids especially, you know, think about how to think about the future in a complex way that helps them move forward and doesn't get them stuck. I love that. That's fantastic, especially the idea of inspired action. How would you, if you have an individual that really has been stuck for, let's say, mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a number of years because they're on a certain level, that's exactly what they're doing. They're wishing oh for mm-hmm. potentially a certain future. How do you 
how do you flip the switch, so to speak, to get them from wishing to hoping so they do take action? Right. So they, you know, back to that discussion about having one thing you're really excited about. So some people, I write about in the book, this, this family member of mine who was really wishing for a dishwasher. You know, she was, she wanted this dishwasher. If she got a new dishwasher, it would change her life in so many great ways. She ultimately got the dishwasher and then she never even hooked it up because mm-hmm. the whole, it was the quest for the dishwasher. It wasn't really using the dishwasher. So for a lot of people who are stuck, sometimes they've had those experiences where they've wished for something and it did or didn't happen. And it wasn't rewarding either way. So what they need to do is really kind of raise the stakes find something that they're truly excited about, and then kind of build a hope team around them. So what I tell people is that you need one thing you're excited about, and then you need to find the most hopeful person in your life. And you need to call upon them and ask them for a favor, and that's to help you make this thing happen. And those hopeful people, what's interesting is that they have hope to spare, and they are willing to share that hope with you. And you know the people I'm talking about, Jennifer. There are people out there that... They seem to make life look easy. Well, it's right, because they're, right. they're, they're in balance. They have hope to spare, and they're willing to share that with other people. So if you're stuck, you've got to find that one thing you're really excited about that you believe will start kind of a contagion in your life, and then you need to find the most hopeful person around you and maybe have coffee with them every morning and, and keep working on, on your goals so that you can get from point A to point B and, and generate that excitement again. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic because you're absolutely right. And I love that talking the difference between I I hear the word wishing all the time. And I personally love to use the word hope. But however, I have to say I haven't, you've given me an aha here. (laughs) I've had an aha moment relative to the fact that Hope really does, especially if you're saying, I hope you have a great day. Well, what are you going to do for my day to help me have a hopeful day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's on, fantastic. On, on my website at hopemonger.com, I, I talk about how to make ripples of hope in your life. And it starts, you know, with thinking about those those little moments of, of angst that you have when you see a situation and you're like, oh, I wish someone would do that something about that. Or, right. oh, I wish, I wish that guy would catch a break. Or, oh, I wish that person had the help she needed. Well, it starts with that feeling. That wish can be a cue. Now, you can't live on that wish. You then have to take it to the next step and establish a real goal, build a team. And what I find interesting, too, when we're helping others, let's say, in a community-wide kind of way, we right. have to kind of create an image that says we're here and we're working on this together. So sometimes when people remodel schools, schools let's say, they'll, they'll paint the front door a different color or they'll put new lighting outside to let the community know, hey, this school is being renovated, you know, for the benefit of the kids. Or right. at a park, you know, at a park they might put the landscaping in first, you know, to say, hey, good things are happening here. Or maybe even just a sign saying, here's what we're going to do in this, this place. And I think it inspires other people to, to help out. That's fantastic, is especially because I talk about uh, quite a bit, and I love to actually, again, that's kind of my thing, is I, I love to bring attention to things out loud to help the momentum of moving forward, making progress, and I talk about the difference between intellectual enlightenment versus actual enlightenment. 
because I know a number of people who can talk the talk with the best of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And but do you walk your talk? And that's. Right. Uh, you know, I had a show on that, one of one of the radio shows. I made that the, the actual subject because it's so important. So many people, I see them, again, they they can say so many, the perfect things, the right things. You really say, They really sound like they know what they're talking about. But, in fact, when you look at their life, it's not reflecting at all what they're talking about. Wow. So, yeah, so it, it 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 came to mind because you're talking about the wishing and the hoping and the difference, the dichotomy of that, and being the fact that again talking about it out loud and like you're doing with your son, how wonderful when he says, "I hope the rain stops so I can go out to swim," and you let him know that let's let's use our words carefully. Right, right, and he, you know, gosh, he's uh he's my own little test subject, and and. For the most part, that's wonderful, but uh, sometimes he's like, Dad, just let me say what I want to say and stop that psychology stuff, you know? So <laughs> he's, he's certainly a normal kid in, in that way, but he has learned, you know, both from, from his mom and from me, um, how to think about a goal and how to kind of get the resources lined up so he can make amazing things happen. So just that you know, as a second grader this year, they have an after-school um, running club. So every Wednesday and Friday, they would go out of school and, and run laps around this park. Um, and one lap was um, a half a mile. And he wanted to run 100 miles this year. So he had to run 200 laps on his wow. little short legs after school in uh, these little 20-minute 20 20 blocks of time. And wow. he did it. He did it. At the last day of school, he had 105.1 miles. So he, you know, he was able to see that that was exciting. It meant something to him. It would be fun. And he was able to orchestrate it in, in a way to make it happen. And he was concerned that he'd run out of time, run out of days in the school year. So you can run sanctioned runs in the community, so 5Ks and charity runs and stuff. Right. So he said, just just in case, I'm going to go run this 5K. So, you know, he, he's telling oh. his parents, hey, we got to go down to the park and run this 5K for charity because I need, I need the extra mile. So you know you can teach this skill to yes. to anyone and and kids kids really kind of soak it up. That's fantastic. You you are allowing him to build the evidence for himself. I love that. Let's let's take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk more about how do we spread the message more to for others and and how does hope actually determine how we live. So let's let's talk about that when we come back. This is Jennifer Becker standing in for Dr. Pat on Talk Radio to Thrive by. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself? 
but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you looking for positive answers to tough questions in your personal and professional life? On Purpose Radio with Karen Florence is a riveting show that will help you reveal your own truth and begin to live the life you've always wanted. Karen's dynamic approach to coaching people in all areas of their lives has made her one of the most sought-after coaches today. Tune in each Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit OnPurposeRadio.com. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of debt, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. Tune in to Peace World Radio, vibrant conversations to change the world with Christina Jans. Each second Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com and KKNW. This hit show is energetic, vibrant, and an engaging forum that's getting people talking. Christina brings you extraordinary and courageous people, bold in thought and action who dare to dream that things can be different. Peace World Radio. Join the talk. The world is having. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jennifer Becker standing in for Dr. Pat today, and we are talking to Dr. Shane Lopez about his amazing new book, Making Hope Happen. And uh, Shane, I want to make sure you have a chance to, again, get your contact information out there for folks. Yeah, I'd love to hear from folks. Uh, just go to hopemonger.com, and uh, you can take a look at all kinds of exercises you can do to raise hope in your life. You can also see some videos of, of me sharing some ideas. Um, you'll be linked to My Hope Odyssey, which is an app I've created for um, iPhone and iPads and all that good stuff. Um, and uh, just send me a note. Uh, contact us. Uh, click button. Just send me a note and, and let me know uh, what kinds of questions you have about hope in your life. You also have an event coming up in Seattle. Do you want to mention that? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited uh, to go see some friends in Seattle, and I'll be at Town Hall on uh, June 4th and um, at 7 o'clock. So Town Hall is a wonderful place to share ideas and get conversations going. Um, it's 7 o'clock, uh, and I think you could uh, buy tickets at the door. I think it's $5 to kind of cover their costs and all that good stuff. But um, we'll be talking about hope in this this crazy mixed-up world and, and hopefully generate a conversation among uh, folks in Seattle. Fantastic. I also see here that uh, if folks need to find more information about that Seattle event, they can go to townhallseattle.org. Yep, that's perfect. That's perfect. And I'll share uh, the, the agenda for next week and uh, just click on a link and you'll be there. Wonderful, wonderful. So 
Wow, I have absolutely loved talking to you today about this, and I want to make sure we have a chance to talk a little bit about, uh, again, why it's so important to spread this message and how we can do a better job at it. Yeah, you know, we've done a, a ton of studies, so I want to start there. Hope is worth a letter grade to students in school, literally, so um, hopeful people outperform less hopeful people by a letter grade. And, you know, so if you want your, your child or your grandchild or someone, some child in your life uh, to do better in school, raising his or her hopes for the future is a good way to start. Hope is worth a day's worth of productivity in the workforce. So people who work in the business world and are trying to help others achieve more, um, you know, that's, that's something that you can give them is, is give them some time and space to, to pursue some goals they're excited about so that they can generate more hope in their own lives. Um, but one one way of going about this is to really identify those goals that excite you and then find that most hopeful person in your life to help you pursue those goals. And those two things together are, are kind of a, a recipe for increasing hope in your life. Oh, that's fantastic. And I love the fact that you're talking about hope as using it as a tool deliberately, that you can use this as a build a skill, use it as a tool uh, intentionally for your life and not just, again, just expect it's a byproduct of something. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, in the last five years, people have written articles like hope is not a strategy um, and, and talking about government and business. And in fact, it is. It's, it's a basic human strategy. You know, it's a basic human approach to getting things done. Um, not only does it make us feel good, but it, it makes us do good. And, you know, hopeful people are, are, you know, the movers and shakers in our lives, and and we just need to call upon them to, to help other people get unstuck. Would you say those hopeful people are pretty easy to recognize? You know, they are. In, in fact, we just, gosh, next week we're announcing the most hopeful teacher in America. We've been doing oh. the search, and we identified 170-plus I Hope Schools through our Gallup student poll, and they're all over the country. And then we contacted the principals at these schools, and we said, you know, could you identify the most hopeful teacher in your building and nominate him or her for this award? And they said in a split second. You know, several of these guys said in a heartbeat, I can tell you who the most hopeful person is in the school. And they nominated these teachers, and we just identified the winner, which we'll be announcing on Gallup.com next week. Um, and these these folks are amazing. I got to interview the four finalists at, after reviewing all the the different uh, nominations, and these folks, you want them to be your child's teacher. I mean, these folks are, are really captivating. They know their content. They're strong in terms of pedagogy and curriculum, but what it is is they want you, they inspire you to learn it for your own benefit. They don't oh, force feed Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. The time just goes by too fast. But I I really want to thank my guest today, Dr. Shane Lopez. Everyone, you've got to get his new book, Making Hope Happen. It is. It just sounds fantastic. He's going to be in Seattle on June 4th. Make sure you're there as well for those of you who can. And, again, thanks for sharing such important and timely information with us all. I, I really appreciate that. And Jennifer, it was my pleasure. Thank you. 
Thanks. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show today. Again, Jennifer Becker from Inspired Action Radio on Transformation Talk Radio. You can hear me each Wednesday at 12 noon, 12 noon Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll talk to everyone soon, and I hope you all have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe? Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. and Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat. How many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends, transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Patner hosts. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Where's it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations, and on the internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great, we should spread the word. Absolutely, spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. Love is officially in the air. Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show is showing you love all year long, not just for Valentine's Day. Dr. Pat, known for her Pay It Forward manifesto, is now joined by the hosts on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm in love, baby, with Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Amazing host, incredible guest. Get your groove on. Feel the love, be the love. Can't get enough of your love, thing. Lots of things I can't get used to. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. Transformation Talk Radio.com. Transform your life. Transformation, transformation, transformation. 